Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. This is the second day of the week in God's created order. Monday, the 15th day of January, 2024, year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Let's turn it our Lord in prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for this day. Thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy. Thank you for getting us here. I pray, Heavenly Father, that with each of us, we will continue to have our sights set on serving thee as servants in this world, as we are being groomed for for royalty, for position in, in the eternity, that we bow in thee um, in this world to thee, that we become servants to others, that we continue to press forward to that high ground of spiritual maturity. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Let's see, we got everything set up here. Looks like so far, yes, we are in. Good Monday morning to you. Glad to be here. My God. All right, we are in uh, Matthew 23. Uh, let's, let's just read up to where we are. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have seated themselves in the chief, in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you to do, observe, but do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. Uh, they tie up heavy burdens and they lay them on men's shoulders and they themselves are unwilling to move them with so much of a finger, but they do all their deeds to be noticed by men, uh, for they broaden the priorities uh, and lengthen their tassels of the garments. They love the place of honor at banquets and chief seats in the synagogues and respectful greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbis by men. But do not be called rabbi or one one is your teacher and um, and you are all brothers. Do not call anyone on earth your father and one is your father who is in heaven. Do not be called leaders, for one is a leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be a servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will, shall be exalted. And this is the, uh, this is the word of the Lord as we come to it. And, um, so let's, let's look at this. We're, we're looking at the last part of this. We went over, uh, Matthew, 23, 11-12, uh, but the greatest among you shall be a servant, and whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. Um, this might be a pretty important message when we think about it, because when you, you go through the Gospels and, and what Jesus teaches, how much often, listen, think about it, in repetition and, and repetition uh, in the Bible is very important, even when it's throughout 
the Gospels or throughout several books or throughout the whole Bible and you see this theme being played over and over again. How often has Jesus spoken about the East being the first and the first being the last? Uh, the uh, what was the foot washing all about and and the demonstration of Jesus as being the servant all this must be pretty important for us to understand in the world and in, in this world in this world in which we live in there is a there is the tendency and we we're ambitious I'm an ambitious person some of us have a great deal of ambition we want to climb the highest mountain we want to swim the deepest ocean I had military goals I wanted to be a I wanted to be the best marine that ever you know I wanted to be the next chesty puller I wanted to uh I wanted to do this and do that and um all that there so there there were those ambitions um there was ambitions to to be a corporate leader, to to have a business, and to be a corporate leader, um, and that's that's the way of the world. The way of the world is to seek those higher positions so that we can, you know, we can have a bank account, that we can live in a nice house, that we can drive nice cars, and that um, people uh, that will gain respect. So a part of, um, but that's not the way of Christ. It's, you know, it, it's the way of Christ is to pick up our cross, to humble ourselves, to pick up that cross and to follow Him. Now, does that mean that we cannot achieve those earthly positions? Um, and maybe, maybe, maybe change the wording on it. Not achieve them, but to receive them. Receive early position. God uses people in all positions. He uses the the man who's uh the janitor in a school. He also uses the the CEO or the president of some nation. Um look at Abraham, Abraham, Joseph, Moses, David, Daniel. All of them held high positions. But we also know all of them held low positions too, even Moses. Moses spent forty years in Midian. Um, Abraham, um, Abraham, Abraham had a pretty high position to start with. And, um, but there was Joseph, Joseph the suffering servant, the date, uh, David was called out of the fields. Um, he was a shepherd. Daniel, we know Daniel was a slave. And, but all three were humble before God. And they were humble before they came into the positions that God placed them in. So humility. Humility is the proper view of self. It's a proper estimate estimate of self. In light of who and what God is. And the greater, I, I think the, the secret to humility is the fact of knowing God. The key to everything else is knowing God. And the the closer you are to God, the most and your journey in loving the Lord. Yesterday we spoke of loving God. That was our that was our um, theme for yesterday. Our our subject yesterday was the love of God. And the closer you move to God, the closer you you come to um, knowing the Lord. Turn that down just a little bit. I'm blasting you out. How about that? Okay, a little bit better. 
Okay, now you can adjust, readjust on your side. But the closer that you come to knowing God, the no, the more humble you recognize who and what you are. And so the matter of humility is the matter of the heart, the proper view of self. And, um, and a position, a low position, you know, doesn't, a low position, let's just set, put it this way. A low position doesn't make you humble. I'll say that again. A low position doesn't make you humble. If you're a janitor, if you, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a humble person. The poor can be just as proud uh, as a rich person can. Nor will a position disqualify you. A, uh, a, a, a position of a ditch digger doesn't qualify him in humility, doesn't identify him as, as being a humble person, nor does the President of the United States necessarily disqualify him for being humble. So let's let's go back to somebody we just mentioned, Joseph, Jake, the son of Jacob. We're getting ready to study that, uh, read through that in Genesis. And Joseph started out um, as being one who was loved by his father. And Joseph, Joseph is thrown into slavery. We've seen that he comes. He the rug is pulled out from under him. He is thrown into slavery. And remember, just spoiler alert: we go all the way to the end where where Joseph says, "You know, you meant it." Talking to his brothers, "You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good." It was by God's providential hand that Joseph had to be humbled, that he was taken into slavery. And then, when Joseph finally rose, he he was slave. He we, he was, he ended up being a servant in Potiphar's house. He ended up getting a, uh, wrongly accused by Potiphar's wife, uh, for rape. Uh, he was forgotten about by the cupbearer. And, um, and so he, he continued to stay on that bottom rung. It wasn't Joseph's ambition to climb the highest ladder because he was a slave. What can a slave expect? And then finally he raised, by the providential hand of God, he raises to that prominent position. God placed him there. Now, you know, what, what I think is funny is when he finally reaches there, now people, he becomes the second most powerful man in all of the land. People are bowing knee, a knee to him. His brothers are bowing a knee to him. Not only, not only will his brothers bow a knee to him, but Potiphar will bow a knee to him. Potiphar's wife will bow a knee to him. The cupbearer will bow a knee to him. And who would ever, and, and among other people probably as well, um, they would be scratching their head. Who could ever imagine that any of these would be bowing a knee to a Hebrew slave as the uh, Joseph's chariot would drive by? So Jesus, in the same way, quite the parallel. Uh, people say that Joseph is not a type of Christ, but certainly there's a parallel there. Uh, Jesus also went from being a loved by the Father left his heavenly throne, the place of exaltation, became a suffering servant, and um, 
and at and at the point he he is exalted at the right hand of the Father, uh, just as Joseph was, and he's exalted above every name, so that when um, at the name of Jesus every tongue it will confess, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. And um, who is Jesus? I love this. Uh, this is from James Allen Francis. He lived from 1864 to 1928. He was born in Nova Scotia, Canada. He became a pastor at 21 and served in ministry for the remainder of his life. And he writes this. He was born in an obscure village. Uh, this is, this, uh, this poem is, uh, Solitary Man. He was born in an obscure village. A child of a peasant woman. He grew up in, in still another village, villager where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. Then for three years, he was an, in, in, Itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book. He never held an office. He never had a family who owned a house. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled 200 miles from a place where he was born. He did not, he did none of these, uh, none of the things one usually associates with greatness. He had no credentials but himself. He was only 33 when the tide of public opinion turned against him. His friends ran away. He was turned over to his enemies and went through the mockery of a trial. He was nailed to a cross between two thieves. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothing, the only property he had on earth. When he was dead, He was laid in a barred grave through the pity of a friend. Twenty centuries have come and gone, and today he is the central figure of the human race and the leader of mankind's progress. All the armies that ever marched, all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat, all the kings that ever reigned, put together, have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as this one solitary life. Dr. James Allen Francis. What a, what a wonderful poem that is. And, um, by our own efforts, we may make it an ambition. We may look at people. We look at people in their prominent places. We may be low on the totem pole and maybe we're like Travis Tritt. I like, I like country music and Travis Tritt says, I'm going to be somebody someday. That song. And I like this. I'll sing it out. I'm going to be somebody someday. And, and, um, but that ambition, um, to be the best, to climb the highest ladder, to, to be, to run, again, to swim the deepest oceans, climb them, to be a prominent, have, be somebody that people look, um, have a high opinion on. We may seek to be the most prominent, whatever 
And we may believe the rhetoric that when we're told that, when we're said, well, you could be anything you want to be, you know, if you put your mind to it. Um, well, listen, you know, what is it that I could spend all my life to be that top dog, to be the commanding general of, of the Marine Corps, to be the sergeant major of the Marine Corps, to, to be a top executive, to make millions of dollars, to whatever my, whatever my field, chosen field is, to be the best at it. What is it that I gave everything for? And at the end, at the end, and even succeed, and even succeed, what have I gained? Says Jesus, when I've when when I lose my own soul, what would I trade my soul for? Because that's essentially what I did. Everything in this life, even though I am I am saved and I'm going to heaven, and I may I may have done all those things, I may have been that high achiever, and then I stand before the Lord with nothing to show, nothing to show for a life that should have been lived for the Lord. So the energy of the flesh, we strive to climb that ladder and we are, and if we are able to run that, you know, to run up the stairs like Rocky and at the end, so Victor, what really have we gained? And the Lord said, the Lord says, that's not the way to success. Up is not the way to success. The Lord says, the way to success, if you want to succeed, like he says to Joshua, he said, you know, he tells Joshua, he goes, stick to the word, meditate on day and night. Do not turn to the left and turn to the right, for by it you will have success. The Lord wants us to be the successful, not the way the, the prosperity gospel, um, the, the, um, cult says, but, you know, the prosperity cult says, that um, God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and all this. Uh, the prosperity gospel says, I want your best life now. That's a lie. Not in this life. Because if it is, it's going to give us the wrong idea of who, what we are. Because we equate our our status on this earth and the way we measure it as being you know, someone um, of of doing the right thing spiritually. That being spiritually set, no. The lowest of the low can be spirit giants when those in the most prominent places can be um, Louis lost. You know, so the way what Jesus says, the way to success is servitude, and. Jesus is not saying that, they, that, again, Jesus is not saying that, that, um, we don't strive, that we don't, uh, we don't go through the education, we don't, that we, we're just, we're going to sit on the, uh, with no ambition, sit on the couch and melt our life away. But we should not be making our end goal in, in the mindset of, of prominency in this world. Um, He's emphasis, and whatever position that we are in, what do we do with that position 
to serve another. I like the story of, and uh, and it just came to me, so I don't have the story in front of me. I probably didn't have time to read it anyway. But during the Revolutionary War, um, this corporal is is instructing the troops on getting this big uh, law out from the path. And um, they were grunting and they were straining and they were doing what they do can do to to move this log out of the way. And this man rides up on a horse, and he says he he questions the corporal standing there who was supervising the men um, struggling on this log. He goes, he goes. Um, you know, what are you doing? Because we got to get this log up and out of the way and stuff and get this path cleared. And the man goes, uh, the man goes, well, why aren't you helping them? He goes, I'm a corporal. I'm a corporal. These are the troops. The man goes, very well. He gets down off the horse and he helps them move the log out off of the, of the path. And he gets back on his horse and he looks down to corporal because you know, you know, he goes, next time you need some help, you just give me a call. I'm General George Washington. So here's the general who gets down and helps this log off. But it is that he's, the places of leadership, where you are, how do you lose those leadership positions? How do you serve God by serving his people in the position that God has put you there? And that goes without blessing too. Okay, God may have blessed you, but how are you using that blessing to bless others and, and servitude? Matthew twenty twenty six kind of reiterates this. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. Matthew eighteen four through six. Oh, sorry there. Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever receives one such a child in my name receives me. But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned into the depths of the sea. I don't see this as a passage about children but as those in um, young, mature faith, okay? Um, So the question of the day is, why does the Lord place so much emphasis upon the uh, subject of servitude? Well, I got four on me. This is me, okay? So you might come up with some your uh, some on this and even better articulate, but th- these are what I throw in. Number one, that God, uh, the God is in the business of souls, reaching and developing souls. Jesus, uh, some would say Jesus' ministry lasted only three years. I'd say Jesus' ministry didn't stop at the cross. It continues to this very day. Um, it continues to develop the body of believers called the church. It began with, not with the prosperity gospel, but with the gospel related to humility. And um, if you open up the book of Acts, the early church, 
the book of Acts will tell you about the early church. And they certainly understood at the very early, if you want to see how something, um, something should be, look at the precedence of something. How, how the church, what, what was their mindset? And they understood that early church understood the, the mindset of being servants. They were, they would sell the things, they would sell all their property. Many of them would sell all their property and give it to the church and support those that, the poor and, and, and they would, they would feed the hungry and they would, they would clothe the, the, the naked. Um, it was the hospitals. Where did the hospitals come from? It was from servitude and it was the Christians who, who started, uh, who started hospitals. Um, I'm sure that they were, they were thinking in terms of scripture where Jesus talked about this, the Good Samaritan. Um, they, these crazy Christians, um, in that day, it would be nothing to throw away, um, throw away newborn babies into Gehenna, into the trash heaps. Maybe they were deformed. Maybe they were born without an arm. Maybe they were, maybe it was a girl rather than a boy and the father went, for whatever reason, get rid of it. And, and so these crazy Christians would go through the, uh, the, uh, go through the, the garbage dump, the Gehenna, to find these little babies. So they, they were really, the Christians were the ones who started adoption agencies. Um, they would go, uh, what Jesus talked about, they would go the extra mile. Even for their enemies, they were servants. And they pride, you know, they, uh, maybe pride is a, their ambition, let me put it that way. Their ambition was to serve others, not to climb a, the ladder of success. Again, if the Lord takes one and puts them in a high position, and uh, to serve him in that position, they didn't lose their humility. They recognized, they kept the, they kept the right attitude. They knew who they were before God. Okay, so, um, so number one is the Lord is in the business of souls. He's in the soul business. Um, then there is the number two, which is um, servitude is is the being an imager of Christ. It was Jesus who said that I am the way, the hadas, the truth and the light. The way is the example. Jesus said this way. He told us by by um, mandate, he said to pick up our crosses and to follow him. Picking up your crosses doesn't doesn't sound like your your um your ambition, you know, it doesn't sound like you're you're climbing any ladders of success when you're picking up a cross and you pick up that cross continually every day. So picking up the cross is to be an imitator, to be an image imager of Christ. Number three, and um, okay, or number four? Well, no, no, yeah, number three, the grooming of the royal family of God. Jesus is kingmaker, and we are to serve in positions of royalty, ruling even in an eternal in eternal state, ruling even over the angels in heaven, and um, our humility on earth. Time is our our training ground. 
And as Jesus went through this journey, so do we go through this journey to the and and we are being groomed for the um, groomed for that royal position. Remember, the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. And finally, and this is the most important of them all, in humility, we are humble, taking ourselves out of the limelight, taking ourselves out of the the um, the view of others in order to bring glory to God. God says to the world, here's this humble one right here. Here's this one at the lowest state. I'm going to glorify my holy name, says God, by watch what I'm going to do with them to do this, to glorify my name. So, it's our humility to bring, to get ourselves out of the way to bring glory to God. How's that? That's, that's an easy way to put it. Let's close it out. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of, of spending a few moments this morning and starting our, our day and, and worshiping you and your word. I pray heavenly Father for those that, and there, this is two weeks into the new year. And I pray for those that have set really spiritual resolutions for the new year. Two weeks is usually the time to peter out, to, to, to go back to the same old, same old. I pray, Heavenly Father, for that love for Thee will continue to keep us on course to those resolutions, that they're important enough to have been made prior to the new year, to coming into this new year. For those that are reading through the Bible, I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will open their hearts and their eyes to, to what it's saying and keep it in context and to, to connect it with the doctrines that they've learned in the, in the past. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you motivate them for that. For those that will serve, have resolved to serve one way or another, um, you in some capacity, I pray, Heavenly Father, that their motivation will continue to uh, to be the love for thee and not just be a slave to habit. And so as we begin our new week, Heavenly Father, let us open up our eyes and our hearts to our position as servants to others. Let us not neglect our prayer life for others. Let us not miss out a chance to go the extra mile when when called to do so. So I thank you for this day. I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for the time that you've given us. And these things we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Alright, it's another fine day in the Lord. You keep your armor on. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord willing, spirit guide, rapture pending. Let me just, uh, before I leave out, let me just tell you, we're moving out Thursday night to Tuesday night. Yeah, we're moving out Thursday night to Tuesday night. We have Tuesday night, um, um, Bible study. And then, um, and that's also going to affect our our um our January Jeopardy night as well. It's going to be on the twenty third, not the twenty fifth. But other than that, let me go back to that and that um Lord willing, Spirit guiding, Rapture Penning will be back here in the AM. Love y'all. Thank you for joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.